Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I, I love having these conversations because we talk to people from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life, and how hearing God's voice makes a difference in their life and the world around them. Well, today's guest, Ray Light, has been on before, shared a lot about his personal experience, and it really resonated with a lot of you listeners where you, you learned about some things or you heard some things, maybe the first time, or you had courage from the way he shared it to take on a journey of inner healing and hearing God's voice and encountering God in new ways when it comes to your identity, your personal identity. And I think that God's taking us all on an identity journey to become more like Jesus. And part of that is coming out of some places maybe that are lies or lesser versions of ourselves that God was never God's intention. And when you see what his intention is, you literally have tools and empowerment to run and become like him. Well, Ray himself has done thousands of appointments with people just like you. And he's taken people, whether it's leaders in the body of Christ, who are senior pastors, moms who are stay-at-home moms, people who work, you know, in the marketplace. He's taken people of all walks of life through a journey of meeting God and his different aspects and ways to meet him. And, and through this, there's been a lot of inner healing moments where God will encounter lies and, and, and shame and fear and things that are inside of us that cause us to not walk in the fullness or not walk in our true identity, not to walk in you know the, the places that we feel promised. I just want to read a little bit about Ray. Ray is an identity specialist is what he calls himself. I love that. But he's been helping people to get to know themselves or calling in their freedom that is available to them for over 20 years. He's a father, husband, author, speaker, teacher, identity coach, and healer. And along with one-on-one -on -one teaching, and training and coaching. He also has refined years of in-depth study and real-world experience into resources that are going to help you to easily implement practical and sustainable tools in your life. He's developed the identity resource process that will help you transition from anywhere you're stuck in fear, shame, guilt, or back in the kingdom lifestyle, freedom, peace, and joy. So I'm going to encourage you. He also has a new e-course out I'm going to talk to him about that you guys can get a hold of right away. But let's get the tools we need. But listen to Ray's story. Listen to Ray. And his heart, because he's going to give you courage, especially in a season like we've been in, where all hell has broken loose in so many different ways on the earth. And we need heaven to break loose now. And so if you're not experiencing heaven, if you feel stuck, Ray's story is going to help you today. Hey, my fellow explorers, we have a brand new book out. And if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today and for his problem-solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are gonna love this book. I wanna encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I love my guest. I've had him on before, Ray Light. You are here right now in your studio to mine. How are you doing? Doing okay. 
You know, it's it's actually good as you know we talked about before. I'm recovering from a little empty nest, but I'm good today. Yeah, you guys also moved since we've talked to you last as well. Oh uh, yeah, to, yeah, like the East Coast. We were still in California when we talked last, I think, yeah. and now I'm I'm in Maryland. That's amazing. How is it going in Maryland so far? You know, we've been in the COVID shutdown for a while, so that's been a little interesting, but it's going yeah. well. I, I transformed my attic into my office, and actually, this is this is a recording studio I'm in in my basement right now that we did where we we're, we're awesome. working out of also. So, and life is good. It's a little different. California is definitely different than Maryland. Where as we're going into the fall season and getting ready for winter, that's not something you understand. <laughs> no, it was 80 degrees here yesterday and I was cold and oh, I had to make it. <laughs> so we're getting like, the chills. Somewhere. Well, let's talk about and go into your story some because I know, you know, last time we had you on, we talked about so many good things. This time, I really want to dig into the fact that you make quite the investment into people. It's your full-time job is to help people discover really who they are. And you you help walk them out of trauma, out of hardship, out of identity issues. You help walk them into who they are, like like who they're supposed to be, God's vision and dream for them. And you've done this for quite a while, but how did this start for you? Wow. For me, it started by just being really wounded, really hurting, and needing healing. Mm. And I triggered into a full depression is really what happened to me. I, I triggered into a full depression where I couldn't even think straight. I was wow. I was extremely shut down during that time, and actually like come to find out, like I was I had come to faith when I was thirty. I went into the depression when I was thirty eight, so okay. that was when that was when it happened. So I was thirty eight years old. I've been carrying baggage, and and actually I'm more clear about the depression I've had now than ever. I can look back now and see I had a lifestyle of it, just a lifetime wow. of it. Wow. I have a mood disorder where I swing. I have emotional swings, and it's just something I've been working on for years now. But but it, thankfully, the swings aren't as bad as they used to be. Yeah. And and with what I do, I, I you know I, I've really worked on a lot of it. But really triggering into that depression and needing healing myself introduced me into the inner healing world, and. I didn't even believe in the inner healing world before wow. that, Sean. It's just not something that was bogus. You know, I mean, there's probably people listening now that's like, yeah, that might be for somebody else or that that whole thing is bogus. You just need to deal with what's going on. You need to deal with it. And, you know, I wasn't dealing with anything is what was going on. I was stuffing everything. And what happened is I stuffed as far as I could until I was full. And then I popped and went into a full depression. Wow. It's interesting that you say it because I feel like a lot of people when it comes to inner healing who've been introduced to it, it's like you think of inner healing like the appointment gives you anxiety like you're going to get shots. You're like, yeah. do I want to go do this or do I? But as opposed to when you have a good therapist or like you look at it like a massage, massages don't always feel well, but they actually cause yeah. a release to happen in your back or your muscles that yeah. you needed. And you're like, yes, I'm so grateful for this. And so people don't always identify that. But for you, how did you get introduced into inner healing during that season? Because if you're in full scale depression. I mean, how did inner healing become the tool? I really just, I had to share about my life at a church meeting and I was on leadership at a church and I had to share and I, I couldn't fake it. I broke down when I was in that wow. depression. I tried to fake it. You know, I tried to put on a good show and I, I was not someone who wanted to share anything like that with people. And at that time I tried to share and I couldn't without really just breaking down. And a wow. friend of mine was there and he's the one that said, Hey, Hey, there's, there's a friend of mine that that helps people connect their head and their heart. And he recommend I go. 
And so that's how I got introduced. I was just like, I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose. I might as well just try it and had a full blown encounter. And I think I shared a little bit of that encounter last time I was here where I met with my, you know, the, I met with my, my mom on who she was created to be there. You know, there was this whole experience that I had with Jesus. And I would recommend even going back and listening to that podcast because I break that out. But there was that, that whole experience with, with getting healed of the stuff that I was carrying around and I got released and it, it was just a simple thought that was like, if, if I can be healed, anybody can be healed. That was what happened. Now, in the in the context of having that encounter, were you when you were saved for these eight years before this like really started happening, um, and God started taking you on this healing journey? Had you had encounters like this at that point? Mm-hmm. Well, I came to faith in an encounter, so oh, wow. it was it was a little bit different. But I came to faith in a vision. Is what happened with me. You know, I had the fires of hell reaching out for me, and I actually wow. called out to Jesus in a vision, and it shifted my whole life but I still had a lot of work to do. You know I mean? It was, yeah. I still had a lot of baggage that I was carrying at that time and, and it shifted things and I came to faith and I could see things more clearly, but I still had a lifetime of built up baggage and trauma that was still unresolved in my life that I was going through little by little. Wow. So when you kind of were going through that then eight years later, how, how big of a process was that? Like how much defining was that at that, at that time period of your life? But I got all I got somewhat fanatical with it at first. You know, you know how that is. It's like this is the new thing. This is going to fix everything. This is ah, uh, this is it. Everybody needs this. Yeah. Everybody needs this. And I tried to talk people into it. So it got a little crazy. You know, <laughs> I can imagine. I still remember I was I was discipling and mentoring and ministering to people. And it was like I was telling them, like, hey, what you really need is inner healing. And and no one was really interested in it at the time. And I, I was over here on the East Coast, which is a little bit more conservative. style you know visions encounters and stuff like that weren't really a part of the community i was in at the time so it wasn't wasn't openly received but over time people enough people were interested and enough people experienced it and with with just other people getting healed and referring their friends it has slowly built into what it is today but it was a process i mean it really was it was it it became my focus my whole focus for a while and it transitioned my ministry i was doing like bible study discipleship and mentoring at that time working with people with campus crusade and now the entire ministry has transitioned into identity coaching and just helping people get to know who they are in christ well, t- talk about that some too, just so that people can hear kind of a framework. Because I feel like, you know, we've grown up in this generation who is now going after emotional tools and everything from self-awareness to empathy to compassion to yeah. the psychology has grown in our generation. And all those things were like either not on the map or they were almost bad words to the church before. And oh, now yeah. it feels like yeah. there's such an integration to even mainstream church community when you have pastors like Brian Houston from a Hillsong or other great leaders in the body of Christ were saying, I had to have inner healing or I had to have emotional healing or I had to go through to a therapist. Mm-hmm. It's now there's major pastors who've talked about this. Whereas before a pastor would never say, I'm going to a therapist no, because no, that means yeah, that yeah. you are so broken and that, that you're beyond help basically is what yeah. it used to be, but it's changed now. And now there's, you see a lot of leaders in the body of Christ. They'll come to you and get prayer. Yeah. It's not just like someone who's going through, a life crisis who doesn't have maturity. You're seeing people who are 
all spectrum of maturity coming because they need those moments of breakthrough. But talk about mm-hmm. what it looks like, what you do. Well, what I do, like to get the foundation of it, it's almost like the faith of a mustard seed where the mustard seed knows who it is and who God is. And that came from one of the encounters I had too. And that's the same thing. When we know who we are and who God is, we will do who we are. That's and cool. and that's just kind of one of the encounters I had with Jesus where he revealed that to me. So that's why I help people get to know who they are in Christ. Who's God and who are you? And and, and over the years, I've kind of noticed that we we kind of got the who's God, you know, we've been looking at that for a while as a church community. But what I found is that you can believe that God is good, right? You can have that belief, oh, God is good. And then you can have a life that is completely separate from his goodness because of the lies you believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, so so that's, it also matters, like, who who is God and who am I is what happens here. So if we can actually have that have that belief, have that understanding of who we are so that we can just be who we are. And the thing is, we might know the information, right? We might actually know the scriptures of who God says we are, but we believe something else. And that's yeah. what I help people. I t- I help people go through the compartments that they have stored in the basement of their heart is just abstractly, you know, the, the different areas that we've compartmentalized, the storage room, you know, I mean, not everybody has basements, you know, the garage, the storage room, the, the basement, wherever it is where you're storing abstractly those compartmentalized areas where there's been lies that got established and there's unresolved trauma. And what yeah. I do is I just, I just help people take inventory. What, what's actually going on? What is it I actually believe? Which, it might be things that you don't even agree with because it's in your subconscious stored away from childhood or inherited. Some of these things, some of these compartments we just inherited from, from our parents and from our family. And, and we don't, we don't even really have an awareness of it. So what I do is I really just help people just gently go through these different compartments to find out, Hey, what is it I'm actually believing? Because all of us are believing lies at some point. And I know that triggers yeah. people just to even think that sometimes. Like, no, I oh, no, believe so true. It's, so, it's so practical, though, because I mean, like, I, I just think of myself, like, when I was little, I had a speech impediment, so I couldn't speak very well. So I took classes mm-hmm. and therapy and whatever. And then my mom, I had a really projected voice. So my mom would always say, you're so loud. She was such a great mom. You're so loud. I'm praying for your voice to change. And all I heard from that was, you're hard to listen to. So oh, when I was speaking for the first five years of speaking to people, like when I had to I had to teach in Bible school and then uh, taught on the road, I was like, oh, I'm, I feel so bad for these people that they have to listen to me. Oh, I just had that. Yeah. And one day this yeah. guy comes up to me and says, I, I, I opened this up to a friend of mine and said, you know, like, I, you know, I just hate my voice so much and I hate speaking in front of people. It's just the worst. She's like, why? God made you for this. I was like, no, but you know how bad my voice is. She goes, no, you don't have a bad voice. I was like, no, I've, I'm terrible to listen to. She's like, what are you talking about? It was the first time that I'd ever articulated lies that I was believing about myself. I just thought it was, I legitimately thought I was hard to listen to and that I sounded terrible. Oh man. And so this guy at a conference, I've told her, tell her that. And then I'm at a conference and I just spoke and he comes up to me and he goes, I'm so-and-so who places people for the radio all over the Midwest. And we have openings. And if you weren't so called to ministry, I would ask you if you want to be a DJ, you have the perfect voice people to listen to and i go did my friend just set, set you up, like, set this up? And, yeah. and he's like what are you talking about i'm like someone set you up huh and he goes no what are you talking about and i'm like well i just 
exposed the lie basically that I was believing about myself. Yeah. And then God brought somebody that and I had so to go good. and deal with God. And I had some prayer from someone who took me through some inner healing as far as nice. that came from like, it wasn't even like intentional of anybody, you know, it wasn't even like uh, just Satan knew to sow yeah. doubt into my mm -hmm. life. And so mm -hmm. I just say that for our listeners, like I, I think we all have things that are even just from, from childhood at times where God wants to remove obstacles from us so we can be who we are. Could you imagine if I didn't believe that part of who I am is to communicate about who God is. Yeah. I would, would not like my life. Shutting you down. Yeah. That I would know, just yeah. be, that would not be, I'd, I'd, I'd be working at Costco, which is not a bad job. And, you know, in the stock room, because I wouldn't think I could be hurt. You'd be you hiding know? your voice. Yeah. Hiding yeah, my yeah. voice. And I, I just think, you know, and no offense to Costco stock room workers, if that's where you want to be, that's a great job. Yeah. But we're called to do what we're called to do. And so I just, I love what you're saying. So tell me some of the stories where you've seen people have some major breakthroughs. I know some of it's confidential, but some of the stories you could tell me where you've seen people have major oh. breakthroughs that keeps you motivated, that keeps you saying, this is it. Like, I have to keep doing this. You know, there's one, I was actually in LA, man. And I was in LA and I got to, I got to do the one that comes up in my mind when you mentioned that one of the, because I have them all the time, to be honest with you. I watch God knock it out of the park every wow. single time we have a session. So cool. I, I'm like, I'm spoiled because it's not like, oh, I just have this recovery time of like, oh, I had these three really tough sessions in a row. I mean, God gets up to the plate and he hits it out and 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 it's a That's grand awesome. slam every set. I, I don't know how he does this, but since it's just become identity and people get to know themselves and they get the, their heart gets a choice, it's changed. But one of the ones where, one of the ones that still touches me is just, this it was it was somebody who had been kind of ostracized from his family he grew up in a really strong legalistic church and he had made a few mistakes like we all do right but he wasn't performing to the expectations of the religious community mm -hmm. so he'd been somewhat ostracized and and we were doing a session and at one point there was this moment where i i tend to do the way i do work is like i, I let them interact with jesus we get some information, let Jesus reveal information. We let Holy Spirit do the power work. And all of that is to introduce them to Father God, right? Wow. So it's kind of like I, I do it just, there is a flow to what I do. Wow. Because just like Father God, you know, he sent Jesus to do the footwork. Jesus sent Holy Spirit to do the power work. And all of that is to get us to the Father. So that's the same structure that I operate in. And we got there and I invited Father God to make his presence known to this guy. And everything shifted in the room. I mean, it's just still, it still stirs me, Sean, because what happened is like, this is the first time he had ever experienced the presence of God, the presence of the father wow. and the father just fully received him. And like, at one point I tried, you know, I, you know, with my mindset of like the things I wanted to accomplish, I started trying to move forward and he literally couldn't move forward. He couldn't do anything. He was just in the presence mm. of God. And it was just one of those moments, really, that just really just I still feel it. I still remember it because I don't remember sessions, Sean. For the most part, I don't remember them. That's I, a gift. I've, yeah. I've done over 7000 of them probably. Wow. And I literally don't remember them. But there's a handful of pieces of ones that I remember. And it's like I think that's so what a defining moment in his life. And I think. A lot of those kinds of moments that you're saying, I love, I love your ex excitement, enthusiasm about it because you're experiencing God with the person and, and, and what a, it's almost like angelic in a way. It's just so cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we're, when we're doing what we're called to do, especially when it involves encounter, which you do, 
Mm-hmm. How rewarding is it to see people just grab hold of more of the substance of who God is? I mean, oh, that so is so moving. And I, and I talk to people like who are in inner healing, deliverance, counseling, who they've lost that. You know, they've lost that peace. And so they're doing it to help people's almost like on a soulless level to get breakthrough so that they can make better choices in life versus to know God. To yeah. Know who yeah. They are. And it's, yeah. there's a big difference. And you can get, it's, it's the same as anything. I mean, I've seen it with prophetic ministry where people lose yeah. touch with the person who's speaking through them and they're just yeah, yeah. being a gift. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. people lose their identity and what, why they're doing what they're doing. But it's so cool that you communicated the way you did because I think that that's, that's it. That's the key is like, staying present with the present God with people. And it's so glorious. And I get the overflow sometimes. It's this beautiful thing. One of the things I've experienced over the years is, and I don't always get it, but most of the time when somebody has a first encounter, whether it's with Holy Spirit, Jesus, or Father God, it's almost like it overflows on me. I've literally, I luckily, I still remember there was this one session where I used, to, most of the time I do sessions alone now, just because of the nature of it. But when I was doing sessions here in Annapolis, when I first started, there was somebody, my buddy Kyle, who is my artist, who does, who actually does the artwork for my books. He was with me as a second while I was doing it. And he also, he had to kind of take over at one point because somebody experienced Holy Spirit for the first time. And mm-hmm. literally, literally, I just kind of like, just kind of go off like this and pop into the wall and I'm out. You know, I just, I had this whole experience where it's, it's just, I was in the middle of a session and I'm just filled with Holy spirit and that the, the sense of experiencing him for the first time. It's glorious. So I, I, I get high in the spirit with what God is doing so often. It is so amazing. Cause I don't always want to do it, Sean. I'm like, I, I don't always want to work when I'm, you know, I don't know how you are, but there's days I'm like, oh, man, I don't feel like doing anything. But then I get into a session and Jesus shows up and Holy Spirit shows up and Father God's there and people's lives are changed. And they're experiencing God yeah. for in ways that they haven't before. And that's one of the things this is almost like it's like in a prophetic equipping, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's one of the things I wanted to mention is that inner healing is a prophetic equipping too, Absolutely. because it's allowing people to get the understanding of the different ways that God speaks to them and reveals truth to them yeah. outside of their religious box that they've established. So well, one of the first ways I think we hear from, learn how to hear from God, even in the conservative world is um, the conviction of things that aren't God. So we mm-hmm. start to realize like, Oh wait, I'm not supposed to be smoking anymore. Or, Oh wait, yeah. When, I'm, when I do this, it takes me away from what I'm doing here, what I'm supposed to be doing as a father. And so most Christians can relate to that. And that goes into inner healing. So when I ask people, and I'll ask people in our classes, I'll ask people like, tell me your spiritual journey story in front of everybody so we can hear the spiritual monuments in your life. And almost everybody, I would say actually everybody will have those moments where I had an orphan spirit and God delivered mm-hmm. me. Or I had. There's always those inner healing moments yeah. where they had a revelation because of who they thought they were. And then who God said they were, that he reconciled it. And so I love that you said that because I do think that the more you're on the prophetic journey, the more that God will bring you through healing, that will be part of what establishes a credibility and in your weakness, Mm -hmm. he's strong for whatever he has you called to. So I think it's super profound that you said that because I think it's important to tell me this because we're in a season, COVID, you know, still raging, at least the political part of it's really raging. And um, there's so much going on. There's so many hard things that are happening in society. You know, we're, we're looking at possible government shutdowns for the next six months in different ways in America. I know other nations are experiencing similar things. So, you know, we have all-time racism where this thing is 
finally this wound is like as the abscess wound is getting yeah. just open. You have people who are dealing with father issues like they never have. So in the midst of this, you know, like really there, whoops, sorry. There's a lot of, there's a lot of dark things that are happening mm-hmm. on the map, but you deal with people's dark things all the time. So like give us some hope as far as what you see across the board, as far as God bringing identity to people and what God's doing right now. Well, it, it's like I'm seeing a, a restoration. What I'm actually seeing in sessions is people being able to accept the the power, the authority, the sufficiency of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. Mm. And, and really just accepting that that was enough to make them pure. Because all this wow. behavior that you're seeing is because the lies we're believing about our righteousness. So you true. know, if we actually believed we were righteous in Christ, we would live righteously. You know, it, it's the lies we're believing about ourselves that cause that. And that's like, for some reason with the, I'm seeing a lot of freedom, but for some reason you mentioned the leaders earlier, I got a sense of that, that the leaders, it's almost like they need to hear this, that it's okay that they need help. Yeah. You know, all of us need help until we look exactly like Jesus. This is something I share until we look exactly like Jesus. We are believing lies and we are self-protecting in fear, shame and guilt. Wow. And and it's it's just a reality. You know, for me, that's just that's an absolute. Now, when I look exactly like Jesus and freedom, peace and joy in every relationship, every aspect of my life, that's telling me that I've holistically accepted the good news of Jesus Christ in every aspect of my life. And until that, I am believing lies. And it's okay. It doesn't make me less of a Christian. doesn't make me less of a leader because Jesus makes me who I am as a Christian. None of my behavior and bad behavior makes me better or worse. Wow. And, and that's what I'm seeing is people wow. are getting that. People are getting yeah. that. Like the people I'm working with, I'm seeing it. It's like, oh my gosh, there's a sense of empathy. Instead of me getting triggered up in my stuff, because, you know, I was accused. I, I'm I'm not someone who grew up racist. I'm sure I have be- racial bias like everybody sure. does. And I've done stupid stuff in my childhood, but I'm not one who's racist. But when you accuse me of something holistically because of the accusations I had in my childhood from from my culture and my family, just yeah. always being accused of stuff. I just don't do well when I get accused. So I will trigger if that touches a, a lie. Right. So, but yeah. now it's like understanding like, Hey, it's like all of us have those issues, everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and I see a sense of empathy that's coming along where even in the church where it's like, I don't have to have all the right answers. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's so like, good. I don't have to have the right answers. It can be okay that I have no idea, man. I don't know. I have my perception and my perception is only from my woundedness, my life, my culture, my understanding, everything I've had. And it's not the whole kingdom of God. So I, I, that's what I'm seeing is like, there's, it blew, it's pretty ugly in the last, like what's going on in the revelation. And even when you look at I don't even want to look at it all, to be honest with it. Sean, every once in a while, yeah. I got to bury my head in the sand and just be Me like, too. no, I'm not. Yeah. I just, I, I don't have it. I don't have the capacity for it. But it's like, I see this sense of people coming to an understanding that other people have had their experience too. And it doesn't make them yeah. worse or better. Everybody's doing the best they can. And like, this is, this is a tough one to grasp, Sean. But when you think about it, in reality, everybody is doing the best they can with what they have. Now, some people don't have a lot, and that's why they're doing 
You know what I mean? And I don't mean materially have a lot. I mean, it's like they've been abused. They've been wounded. They've been hurt. They've been traumatized. And they're carrying all this unresolved trauma. Again, I mean, I'm not going to treat you bad because I feel good about myself. Yeah. Right. So we we understand you've been around inner healing enough to know that, you know, I mean, you probably know it better than me because I think you were introduced to it way before me. So, but it's like everything. I haven't done 7,000 appointments. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I get to see the individual stuff. You do a lot more corporate stuff. I do corporate stuff also, which is nice. I do love when a whole room gets it. You know, when I do my identity workshops and I can take what I do in a, in a session and break it out to a whole community, I've seen whole communities have an experience of freedom and it transitions the entire focus and direction. It's glorious. Well, I, I love that answer to the question because I do think like the the fact that we no longer have to be the Bible answer man and how oh, yeah, answer yeah. every problem and also that we can exercise empathy in a way that we never have before. And yeah. there's such an us and them in the church that I think mm-hmm. God's removing because now there's an us and them in society that's never been there on this level before yeah. in our generation. And God doesn't want us and them in the church, whether it's a no. racial issue, whether it's a financial issue, whether it's a denominational issue. And so I feel like empathy, God imparting his empathy for us to be able to love someone. And I, I, you know, in some of my meetings, I'll do this thing called the love test. I'll say, I'm going to say some names and I want you to see if you can love or if it's really hard to love this person based on their name. And I'll say Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi, like for Americans, you know, I'll say some hard names that some people really liked one. Some people don't like one. And, and can you as a Christian turn your love on and actually make the choice to see them in God's image, regardless of the behavior? Can you see them yeah, yeah. the way that before time began, God celebrated the fact that he would create them and mm-hmm. they still have an opportunity to come into fullness? Can you see that? And yeah. you watch people who realize in their own judgment how evil they've allowed their heart to be because of reports yeah. and everything else. And I, I, me included. And then, and then it's like, okay, now let's ask God for his empathy. Let's ask God for vision. Let's ask God for love. And so I think it's the same thing. Of It's so easy to hate right now, but I feel like what God's doing mm-hmm. is imparting so much. You know, it starts with self. We can't love others if we don't love ourselves. And I love what exactly. you do because I've sent people for years to you because they need that breakthrough. And you're such a master at it to help people to, I don't know, when they're in spiritual crisis, of identity crisis, I feel like you're the best person to send them to. But I feel like there's, there's this thing where if we don't have that encounter with God's love ourselves, we don't own it ourselves. How will we change the world? How will we, you know, and how will we even, we don't want to use that term because then it becomes a pressure. So I so appreciate it. Tell me this because I know you are working on, or you've just worked on an incredible e-course that everybody can get a hold of. Mm -hmm. So they can't get a session with you. They can still get the e-course. Tell me how to get a hold of you, how to get a hold of your e-course, your information. Yeah, well, well, I wanted to finish off too, because one thing I'll give you that, but I wanted to all of us everywhere we're judging others, it's yeah. because we don't believe in our own righteousness. If wow. we can grab that, our wow. judgment of others is based off of our judgment of ourselves, because we don't mm-hmm. believe in our righteousness. I've just that's what I've learned over 7000 sessions and all the stuff. But, but, but the e course, the e course that I just that that I just filmed, it's I feel really good about this because, you know, I mean, you you do, you know, how it's like sometimes you're doing something you're like, oh, everybody yeah. already knows this information. Why am I doing, you know, but I got about halfway through the filming and I'm like, wow, this is good. You know what I, I mean? I'm like, that. this, this is going to help people. I, wanna, I got, I I got that feeling. Good. So it's, but it really what it is, is I walk you through the scriptures, the sense, the understanding of like getting to know how to actually know 
believe and live out the truth of who you are and actually then how to find out the information basically how to like take inventory of your heart so that you could be wow. present in the moment and respond out of who you are now instead of reacting out of your old unresolved trauma from the past so faithbygrace.org so it's just faithbygrace.org is is our website that's where all of our resources are that's where you can find the link to the to the e-course. I just started a podcast, which, you know, thankfully you you were on. That's that's out there. Your True Identity podcast is on Charisma Network, and I'm going to be having stories of people's transformation. But the e-course so is accessible on faithbygrace.org. And that's where all of my resources are available. You can get a, you can find out about identity coaching there. You can see the the Bible study, the devotional, the identity restoration book. My finding a new normal grief book is on there, and eventually the maturing into yourself book and resource will be there also. I'm working on that now. I love this. Well, I want everybody to go and get this, especially if you need breakthrough, if you've been in spiritual trauma at all from this past season. Don't do life alone, but get every tool and resources out there that's going to help you live the best version of life that Jesus paid a price for on the cross. He's, he paid a price that you want to live yeah. without any of that blood that he shed being wasted because he has such an amazing life for you. And people like Ray, I love to have you on the show, Ray, because you help people get there. So thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for the resource of who you are, but also just your friendship. Appreciate you. Yeah, man, I appreciate you and, and letting me be here. So bless you, brother. Good. Well, we went a little bit over, but I, I think it would be good. I wanted to hear some of that from you. And I told some stories too, but um, I just love who you are. I just love what you bring to the table. Thank you, man. I appreciate your leadership. You, you know, you're a leader, whether you, you know, at whatever level you accept it, bro. You know what I mean? You know how it is, but I appreciate you because there's a sense of authenticity, humility, and, and, and like, yeah, I don't see you pushing and abusing the authority that you have, you know, <laughs> I hope I never so. do. So I, I believe, well, you have a wife and the two girls you got aren't going to let you get away with that. That's that's the oh problem. I, I throw a fit about that because my family doesn't let me get away with that, especially my daughter. I mean, I can't yeah. I, I can't get away like with that. anything. I've, I mean, eight, my eight-year-old is already holding me accountable all the time. Yeah, exactly. Our, our I know. literally challenge us and confront us like every week. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. like, you're six years old and you're doing a competition <laughs> right now. I'm like, what is happening? Like, this is just... Yeah, it's so funny. I'm like, wow, when your kids hold you accountable at six and eight, what are they gonna be like when they're teenagers? <laughs> I know, man. Well, well, hopefully they just they don't go they don't they don't go too far at holding you accountable. You know, <laughs> they exactly. still let you have like, grace. Cause, my mom used to yeah. tell me, I already have a Holy Spirit. Thank you. I don't need you to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't need a junior one. Yes, yeah, exactly. Totally. Well, Good thanks deal, so man. much. Um, Thank you, man. Intro for your show, but I loved it. Right. Thanks so much for being on today. Yeah, thanks man, you're welcome. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transcend God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. 
Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more. Or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening. 